You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 162, How I Work a 9 to 5 Full-Time Job in Addition to Pursuing My Career in the Theater Industry. Wow, that was a mouthful. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Barra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can follow me for more tips on the actor lifestyle at Actor Aesthetic or my personal profile at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes. Now, please, let's get on to the show. Hello, hello, it's Maggie. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. Wow. I just wanted to preface this episode by saying a lot has changed for me over the past six months or so. If you've been following along with me, you might have heard that I moved. I bought a place with my sister in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is just about a 20-minute bus ride out of Midtown Manhattan. I also got a new job. So I have been working in marketing for a real estate company out here in New Jersey. And I will save you all the details, but what I will say is that I am thoroughly enjoying it. And I, of course, had such a fantastic time with the Broadway Collective working with such incredible artists and students, but it was time for me to begin a new chapter, and I have been absolutely loving my time at my new office. So what I wanted to talk about today is (laughs) balancing a full-time job while also pursuing a career as a performer. I have spoken about so many side jobs and hustles and survival gigs and all of the fun things that I feel it's important for actors to do simultaneously when pursuing a career in the performing arts. And the reason why I have been so adamant about each and every one of you setting yourself up for success financially is because the statistics show that if you're pursuing a career in specifically theater, you may have a hard time living off of that alone. And what I mean by that is you're going to go through periods of time where you're not performing, when you're not doing a show, when you're not shooting a commercial or filming a TV show or what have you. Very few performers actually have jobs that go back to back to back or even fewer performers have sustaining careers in one job. Um, Very, very few. And the reason being the only really the only shows that I can think of off the top of my head that are long lasting like that exist on Broadway. And there's only a handful of shows like that. And not only that, (laughs) and even if you book a job in a long lasting show, you never know. Things can change. Casting can change. People can change. You can change. And honestly, 
shows are never guaranteed to run for any period of time. So much of that is out of your control. Whereas, this is the biggest difference between pursuing a career in the performing arts or the theater industry versus a corporate job, and it's that there is far less stability. And sure, as a performer, that can be exciting, but lacking stability can also be challenging. Not just stability in location or career, but stability in finances. Which leads me back to my point that every single performing artist, actor, dancer, singer, all of the above, needs to be smart. And so if you want to live a happy and healthy and long career, you need to set yourself up financially. One of the ways to do that is by finding a part-time job or a full-time job that can support you, especially when you're not performing. I want to talk about why I decided to start working full-time. And by that, I mean full-time outside of performing. So back in 2020, the pandemic began, and lots of industries started to shut down, including the theater industry and film and TV. There were several months for me where I was still getting auditions or I was seeing things online, uh, looking for submissions, and I was getting asked to submit things, but with the hopes that theater would return in a couple months. When they didn't, When things didn't return or they started to return in handfuls and not to the capacity that they were before, the only thing that was providing me any source of income was actor aesthetic. My blog, the podcast, my coaching services, and my courses. But I wanted to continue to pursue a career outside of theater and monetize my skills. So I sought out job opportunities and began to apply as a copywriter. And if you don't know what I mean by copywriter, I'm not talking about copyright, like the thing you see on songs and logos, things like that. I'm talking about a copywriter that mainly works in advertising, in marketing. They write persuasive ads and text that you see on websites to sell and to capture an audience's attention. I had some skill in that because I did take a few courses in college besides my musical theater degree, and I also knew how to do it from a hands-on perspective with actor aesthetic. However, because of my overall skills in marketing, especially with actor aesthetic, and growing a company on my own through digital and online media and marketing, I began working with the Broadway Collective as their marketing coordinator and later marketing manager. Now, some of the things that I would do was I would build strategy around their campaigns and their launches for different products and programs that they had coming up. I ran their social media on all platforms. I even took sales calls. I tracked insights on engagement and sales. And I created copy and content and graphics for the program and event launches. One thing you should know, though, is that just a few months before I began my position with Broadway Collective, I was working as a freelance copywriter with a separate company. And this lasted just for a few months. I was paid by the hour, 
But here's why I made the transition from freelance to full-time. A salary, a 401k, and most importantly, health insurance. And around this time, too, I had all the time in the world because the pandemic was still going on. There weren't nearly as many auditions happening, and I was able to focus my energies on other things. Now, if you're under the age of 26 and you're listening to this right now, I want you to know something that's really important. As of recording this in 2022, most young adults age off of their parents' health insurance plans after they turn 26. So depending on the type of insurance plan, 26-year-olds could lose coverage at the end of their birthday month or at the end of the calendar year. And this cutoff is because of the Affordable Care Act, which requires health insurance providers to cover a dependent on a parent's plan until the age of 26. Okay. Did you stay with me there? So what happens is once you turn 26, most likely you will not be eligible for your parents' health insurance. So if you don't even know about this, you might not even know. Say your parents have just been taking care of this for so long, so it's not even something that you're thinking about. I want you to start thinking about this now. I'm telling you as a big sister in the theater industry, this is so important. It's very important to have health insurance. Now, I'm not an expert. I'm not even close to that, but all I know is it's important to have health insurance. And so the way that you can qualify for health insurance through the performing arts industry, if you're an actor, is through the union. And what I know of, and I'll just speak on this um, from experience, you can qualify for that through Actors' Equity Association if you are a member. In fact, pension, health, and 401k benefits are provided by the Equity League Benefit Funds. They are an independent organization, and as of recording this, they offer three coverage levels, and eligibility is earned for six months at a time. Now, the level of coverage for which you qualify is actually hear me out, related to the number of weeks you work in covered employment. What does that mean? Covered employment just means the amount of weeks that you work covered by an equity contract. So, for example, if you work 16 weeks or more in covered employment during a 12-month accumulation period, you qualify for six months of Tier 1. If you work at least 14 weeks, you qualify for six months of tier two. And if you work at least 12 weeks, you qualify for six months of tier three. If you want to learn more about the different tiers and the differences among them, you can click the link in the description for this episode. If you take anything from this episode today, it's that most union actors are eligible to receive health insurance through a union-provided plan, but that insurance is usually based on the amount of work they do or the amount of income they earn throughout the year. With the loss of jobs over the span of the pandemic meant also the loss of insurance. This is particular to the United States. And it sucked. But even without the pandemic, one thing you should know is that when you are an actor and you don't have insurance or you're leaving your insurance from your parents, it's important to have a plan. Working a full-time job that provides me with an insurance plan is wonderful. And it certainly does give me the stability financially to continue pursuing my career in theater. Another reason why I love working a full-time job outside of performing is that it also structures my days. 
I am in the office most cases nine to five during the week. I do have flexibility there if I have to leave for whatever reason or if I have to work from home. For example, just last week, I was rehearsing for a cabaret that I was doing at 54 Below during the day. And so I was able to take my computer there and do my work, get whatever I needed to get done during rehearsal. It's important to find something that you can work parallel with your theatrical career. If my job didn't allow me to do that and didn't allow me to miss for auditions or performances or rehearsals, when I needed to, then that would be an issue. And lastly, one of the things that I just adore about working in an industry that has nothing to do with theater is that it works my brain in an entirely different way. And I don't just mean when it comes to marketing, but I'm talking about, we're talking real estate, 24 seven in the office, how cool is that? To be able to learn and develop my skills in a field that I am not as familiar with, but am interested in, it's awesome. It fulfills me, it gives me purpose. I'm there trying to make a difference and build up a business. That is definitely incredibly fulfilling. So here's what I'll say to you listening today. Take my experience with a grain of salt because everyone is different. Know that there are completely different ways to continue pursuing your dreams. I knew that I wanted to be financially stable. I knew that I wanted to be able to pay a mortgage every month while also continuing to audition and perform. So I am making it work. Think outside the box. We're actors. We do that already. Get creative with what it is you want to do outside of theater and just go for it. With that being said, I am still trying to figure out time-wise how I'm going to do this all, but I appreciate your patience. I will try to get an episode out to you guys every single week for your enjoyment and education. But until next time, it takes a village. I'll see you next week. (laughs) 